have your Bibles, go with me to uh, the book of Exodus. Well, before we go to Exodus, let's go back to Romans chapter 5. So we can give you a, a reminder of why we're in the book of Exodus. These ten plagues that are taking place against Pharaoh, it is what we're doing. We're using the story of Moses as a mean of revealing to you what justification looks like. See, we can tell you that the scripture said, therefore, uh, there, uh, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We know what the scripture says. But how does that justification look like? What, how do I know I'm just? What, how do I walk this out? How do I live in this? How do I stand being justified by faith? And that is one of some of the greatest struggles that the church has today because we don't we know that we're saved. We know that we are the righteousness of God. But what does that look like, you know, every day me living this out? And to be honest with you, it's learning how to accept what God has already wrought through his son. And then you and I are executing that plan, executing his way. Amen. Amen. And so notice this. It says in verse 1. Therefore, being what? Justified by faith. So if you're taking notes or you got your Bible, I know a lot of times we use these, you know, our little iPads. We, if you're good enough with that, that's good. But underline, you know, where the word it says, therefore. Now, when we say the word therefore, you have to do what? Therefore means what? What does therefore mean? Let's see what it's there for. Right? Let's see what it's there for. It said, therefore, What? Being justified by faith. The word justified means what? Acquittal. Made right. That means everything that was wrong with me, that was wrong with you, God made it right through his son, Jesus Christ. So don't look at, stop looking at your failure, stop looking at your shortcomings, stop looking at all of your blunders and begin to start looking at the wonderful uh, 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 dispensation of this right standing that we have with God that comes through Jesus Christ. So I'm right with God, but my righteousness come through. Can you see it? That means you have a savior. My right standing is not based on my merits, based on my performance, based on my goodness. My right standing with God is based on God's goodness through Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It's based on God's goodness through Jesus Christ. What was God's goodness to uh, for us is that you and I would not have sin imputed to us, but that we would have his righteousness imputed to us. Amen. And so God wanted a people that he could do what fellowship with. No matter what, no matter what the culture is, God wanted a people that he could fellowship with all over the globe. Can you see it? You know, and, 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 you know, uh, regardless of their nationality, regardless of their uh, uh, color, whatever, God wanted a people all over the globe. Like this morning, we have set Sunday morning to be a place of worship, a place to what? Hear the word. But guess what? There are other places may set on a Monday. 
maybe a Tuesday. But we in, the, in this country mainly set that this, this is a day that we will worship God. This is a day of rest. And it's, you know that day of rest is just a day where as you're not only just resting from your physical labor, but it's also a rest where as you could mentally receive, absorb God's word so that you could be strengthened to go back into you know, the work week that's coming up and, uh, and be strengthened. Amen? So, so he says, therefore being justified by faith, Notice this, it's how, by what? By faith. So what is faith? Faith is what? Faith is a belief in something or what? Someone. So our faith would be what? In God. Remember, we can have faith in each other. We can have faith in our banker. We can have faith in our neighbor, right? But this faith right here is in God. Your faith has to be in God. Okay, so notice it. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace, because my faith <clears throat> is in, uh, because I've been justified by faith. Now I have peace with God, but notice how my peace come. Through what? Say it out loud. Our peace, how does our peace come? Through our Lord who? Jesus Christ. So that means when you live in, so when we talk about Jesus Christ, we're not talking about Jesus Christ as the person. Christ is not his last name. So the word Christ is, in the Greek, the word Christ would be Messiah. Amen. It would be the anointed one. So we have peace through that anointing that lives in us. We made Jesus the Lord of our life. So that means Christ is I'm anointed in Christ. I'm anointed in Jesus. I'm anointed to do what? To be righteous. I'm anointed to do what? To keep sickness off. I'm anointed to keep poverty away from me. Does that make sense to y'all? Okay. Now watch this. Um, let's put this up for a moment, Casey. Um, Second Peter. Second Peter one. I want you to see this for a moment. <clears throat> uh, chapter uh, Second Peter chapter one, uh, verse one. It said, "Notice this." Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that are, to them that have obtained what? What have we obtained? Come on. Like precious faith with us through what? The righteousness of God and what? And our Savior Jesus Christ. See, you obtained this. Watch this. Verse 2. Grace and peace be what? But now notice how, the, notice how this multiplication is going to come. Notice how grace and peace is going to be multiplied to you. Through what? The knowledge of God. Or through a revealing knowledge, a revelation knowledge of God the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, you have to have this, this, this knowledge. It's not just a head knowledge. It's a revealing knowledge. <coughs> 
excuse me, it's a revelation. Amen? You have a revelation of God righteousness. You have a revelation that, hey, if I call my body healed, my body will respond to hell. See, you have to have the revelation of that. Why? Because words, Brother Joe, have power in them. Words are like spiritual containers. You're taking words of the Bible because the entrance of God's word give light. So you're taking God's word so that light, that word light me, so that understanding what I can see, what I can comprehend how my body is being affected by my words. Can y'all see that? It's your words that come forth out of your mouth that causes you and I to do what? To walk in hell. If you're not saying what the word says, then you're having what you already have. Sick, sickness, pain. I'm not denying the pain. I'm denying it's right to stay there in my body. So I'm calling for something that I don't have, but I have a right to be healed. I have a right to be at peace, to have peace of mind. I don't have a peace of mind, but what am I doing? I'm calling for it. Now notice how the peace come. Through what? The knowledge. Grace and peace, meaning grace is it. It's what God has already wrought on our behalf. It's God's willingness to do on our behalf what we can't do for ourselves. So grace and peace be multiplied to you, notice this, through the knowledge of God. It didn't say through the knowledge of man. It said through the knowledge of God. That's where your faith is, and of our Lord Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the word. We'll come right back. Let's put this up for a moment. Put up John 1 1 and then come right back to this first scripture case. Put up John 1 1. I got to figure out a way to put two verses at the same time. In the beginning was what? The word. the word. And watch this. And the word was what? With God. And the word was God. You can't separate them. Can you see that? Watch this. Verse 2. The same was where? In the beginning with God. What was in the beginning with God? The Word. You see why it's so important that you and I hold fast to the Word? You don't hold fast to your feeling. You don't hold fast to the condition. The feelings, the condition, the judgment, it will change. If you hold fast to the Word of promise. Hmm? You got to hold fast to the word of promise. When you let the word go, then guess what? The thing that you're feeling, the thing that you're subject to, it the intensity of it, it increases. Why? Because you let go of the promise of the word. Don't let the word go because of how you feel. Don't let the word go because of how it appears. You hold fast to it regardless of what it looks like. Because why? You keep hearing me saying this. The entrance of God's word give light. That's Psalm 119, 130. It gives light. So when you speak it, 
Notice how the word comes. You have to speak it. Notice this, the next verse, all cases. All things were made how? By him. Who were him? All things were made by the word. And without him, the word, I'm using the word him for the word, without him, the word was not anything made that was made. Nothing was made without words. What am I trying to show you? If you are oppressed, if you are weak in your body, if you are have marital issues or whatever, notice this, words got it in that position. And it's going to take words of Christ or words of the anointed to do what? To shift it. It's not going to happen just like ripe chairs on the tree. No, you, you have to, on purpose, put your mouth on it. That's why you have to have the knowledge of, of God, notice it, grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge. So you know if I'm if my marriage is going to be saved, if my body is going to be healed, if I'm going to walk in God's divine purpose for my life coming in, guess what? What my mouth has to be actively involved in what God has already said to me. There are many things that can offend you in this life. You do know that. But it's not the, it's, you don't let the offense turn into a root of bitterness. You got to shake yourself. You got to do something to change your posture. Change your environment for a moment. Get out of it. If I feel something trying to come on me, I put my running shoes on. Put my little things in my ears and go for a run. Yeah. Change your posture. Or you got a good friend, call them up. Somebody who can make you laugh, call them up. Get a good laugh. Yeah. Get over it. You know, I mean, you know, I don't recommend it, but, you know, you might want to go to, you know, no, if you're going to get a Whopper, you don't get a burger, go to, go to Burger King. Have it your way. Put your little crown on your head and eat your Whopper and be happy. They making what? Nah, eat the real burger. I'm going to eat the real burger. <laughs> I'm going to eat it all. I'm going to take it all out of there. I ain't vegetarian, nothing. Vegetarian, nothing. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, think about it, okay? You have to do something to change your posture. You can't wait on someone else. You have to do it, okay? Now, watch this. Next verse, case. No, uh, go back to, I'm sorry, go back to um, 2 Peter 2 and look at verse, what was it, 3? According as his divine power, what has he done? He has what? Given unto us how many things? All things that pertain where? Unto life and godliness. So look at your life and look at my and think. Whatever is going on in there, you, you and I can already figure out God didn't give me this. 
God didn't give me this sorrow. God didn't give me this pain. God didn't give me this indecisiveness. God didn't give me this mental disturbedness. All of that was all the curse of the law that Jesus has redeemed us from. Hmm? Okay, yeah, some of y'all don't not getting this. Um, Casey, go to Deuteronomy 28 and look at verse 15. I'm sorry I don't have no balloons to pop to make y'all all excited or whatnot. But I'll give you a popsicle. <laughs> I do have a couple little peppermints back there that they, are, that they recommend that they sometimes give. But I don't know what happened to the basket. <laughs> look, 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 look at the word. Look, look what it says right here. Okay, here's what the Lord said. Go back to verse 1 of this same chapter, Casey. For years I had problems reading this because I didn't know where I stood in this because it, it, it make it appear what I have to do. And you're going to always fall short. Look what it says. And it shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God and to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. Next verse, case. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou should do what? Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Well, how many times I did, I did not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Okay, so I would be up and down, right? Okay, go back to verse 1. Let's, let me show you how this should be read. And it shall come to pass that Jesus diligently hearkened to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all all, I mean, to observe and to do all his commandments, which he command thee this day. The Lord thy God has set us high above all nations of the earth. You see what I did? I, took, I put Jesus in that. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee because Jesus has hearkened to the voice of the Lord thy God. Right? So you see, you can now, now it's yours. Because it's never about you. It's always about what God wanting to do. In this, it's God moving through Christ for you and I. So you and I are justified, made righteous, have a right to all of God's blessing, not because I was so poor, not because I was taken advantage of, not because of whatever, this and that, and blah, 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 but because of what Jesus did for us. We have a Savior. That's the only reason. Anything else added to that, it, it's not grace. 
It's, it's man. Anytime man has something to do with anything that's good, you better believe somebody else is it, you, it not going to always turn out right. It has to be God plus nothing. Or it's not grace. Okay? We are the recipient of this. Now, so watch this. Verse 3. And blessed shall you be in the city. Why? Because Jesus himself has fulfilled the commandment of God. He has fulfilled the law of God. We have all of the Old Testament blessing, and but we have none of his curses. Okay? And so it said, bless you thou be in the city, bless you you be in the field. It doesn't make a difference though. Where you are, you're going to be blessed. You could be in a desolate place. But because you are there, it's no longer desolate. God with you. Amen? Next verse, Casey. And blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flock of thy sheep. Well, some of us don't have that. But we have jobs. We have different positions, different, but it's still, the principle is still the same. But notice it says, bless or empower shall be the fruit of your body. What does it mean to, for your body to be, you know, bless or empower should be the fruit of your body? Whole. God wants you to have a, your body to be whole. God wants your body to be to the place that you are immune from all sickness, all diseases. Now, I know that sounds like it's impossible. In, in the flesh, it is. In the natural, it is. But when you take the word, what it does it do? It shields us. God's word puts a shield around us because of our faith in God. I am the righteousness of God. I have a right to say that, hey, empowered am I the fruit of my body and the fruit of the ground that I have and the fruit of my cattle, the increase of my kind. In other words, it would be ministry. It would be work. It would be what God called us to do. What did God call you to do? Watch this next verse, uh, Casey. Empower shall be the basket and thy store. It just, you know, you, 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 your pantry is full. Amen? Yes, sir. Yep, because it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. You are happy. It does mean happy. It does happen to be in me. But the true meaning, it is you're empowered. And see, the reason why it gives more of a true meaning of knowing that, okay, my empowerment has to come through somebody. Has to come through something. Are you following what I'm saying? You know, you somebody say, well, I'm happy. Well, you know, I can give you a million dollars. You could be happy, you know, for a little while. But, but that million dollars ain't going to. It ain't going to last. But you get one word from God. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Next verse, uh, Case. Empower shall thou be when thou cometh in, 
and empowered shall thou be when you go out. That means you're going to be, you are blessed, you are protected, you are preserved, going leaving your house, and you are protected and preserved coming back. That's Psalm 91. No evil shall befall me. I think the other day I was, I don't know where I was going. I was, I was on Ambassador Caffrey, and, um, and, and I was talking to my wife, and I noticed this car in this lane were not, they were going slow. And then the car in this lane was doing the same. So you couldn't get around either one. But the one I was behind, I mean, if it was like, probably like this, and there was a street corner coming up. And it was just, so I, you know, and all of a sudden, it just hit his brake light to make a turn. This was set up for me to run in the back of them. Now, this may sound kind of odd, but my wife told me about how, because she was in the insurance, how they do this. And I, and I just hit my brakes, and, and I just say the same scripture. Thank you, Lord. No evil shall befall me. Nor any plague come out of my dwelling. I'm reminding myself of the goodness of God. Because well, what he did, he saved me from an accident. And if you hit someone from behind, it don't make a difference how it look. Are you following me? So when so you and I every day, when he says, Blessed shall thou be when y'all come in and bless you, you when you go out, are empower, you are empowered because why? You have the authority to say. When we just leave and say, bless you, you be, you don't really know what that really means. You don't understand you're blessed so that the blessed have a voice. The blessed have to vocalize. The blessed have to activate when you go in, when you go out, and when you come back in. Are y'all getting this? Yeah, if you don't put your mouth on the destiny of your life, the destiny of the way that God has destined for your life, I'm telling you. Then you leave yourself open for the enemy to do what? To run rush out over your life. How many understand what I'm saying? You got to get to the place. That the faith, the reason for your justification is for you to say. That is your trump card. The enemy can't do nothing with that. You are justified by the faith of Christ. You're not justified in your own dealings, in your own doings. And sometimes the enemy will make you feel like you're just lying. How can you be lying saying what God's word said? Hmm? So if he said, 
Blessed shall thou be when you come in, and blessed shall be when you go out. What are you going to do? That means empowered should you be when you go when you cometh in. Next verse. The Lord shall cause thine enemy that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. You don't recognize what forces coming against you. We don't have physical forces. Yes. It is carried out by people, but you don't know the forces of darkness that is coming against you and I on a daily basis. What forces that came against you to keep you from being here this morning? Hmm? They're not always just gross. Well, it's the end of the year, you know, I got to get ready, you know, a couple games coming on today and I'm just going to chill out, you know, and just, huh? Is that right? Well, see, you, the, the enemy uses it as a means of distraction to do what? As long as you don't hear the word, as long as you're not sitting in the presence of the word, he can't touch you. Because now you're going to have information of what to do when something come about. He wants you to be in a play, decapitated, where you don't know what to do. You are helpless. You are hopeless. The devil is alive. Not one member of this church or those listening to me by faith, you're not going to ever be in that place if you listen to the word, if you take heed to the word. I didn't say crisis wouldn't show up. But when the crisis show up, the real you going to stand up because I got a right. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it? The Lord will call thine enemy that rise up against thee to be smitten in thy faith, and they shall come, again, come out against thee one way and flee before thee. How many ways? Seven ways. We don't know the principalities and the powers of darkness that are coming against us and attacking us every day, trying to trip us up. You can't see it, but you got laws that's at work. No evil shall befall me. I ain't got to see him. My ministering angel is keeping them off. No, not him. Not him. Not her. Nope, 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 nope. Can't do it. Not them. Keep going. There's a sever between God's people and the world. But sometimes God's people get taken just like the world because we won't act on what we got a right to. We won't take the authority and stand and speak as one that has a right in this earth. You have to speak because you have an earth suit. You know what I mean? An earth suit? Got a body. Jesus can't come down here in his glorified body and push the devil around. God can't come down here and just be the bully. Get out of the way. He can't do it. Not now. But he has given us his spirit whereby you and I can. That's why the enemy will use you and I to get us to keep our mouth closed. Well, that's not none of my business. Well, I'm just whatever. No. We're the keeper of the earth. We're the watchman of the earth. As, men, as, as, much, as much as 
many unbelievers don't really like us here. They don't like us here because they 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 enjoy they thinking they enjoying the beauty of the surrounding, but they don't want the God that we serve. No. The Bible said the earth belongs to the Lord. But then another verse said he's giving it to the children of men. So if you allow your world, your surrounding, to be taken over by sickness, by drugs, by alcohol, whatever, then guess what? You having what you call for. You having, you say, well, I didn't call for them to do it. Well, stop him. Take authority, use your words. You can change that atmosphere. You watch, they're out of there. Hmm? It may take a drug raid by the police officer. It don't matter as long as they're gone. Hmm? Or taking you walking down the street, pleading the blood, and it What's on you? They'll become literally afraid. Because they don't see you. They see the Christ that's in you. Okay? All right. Next verse, Casey. The Lord shall command a blessing upon who? Your storehouse. What is a storehouse? Storehouse is where you keep stuff. Right? Well, this right here, this, this church will be a type of storehouse. So you can hear the word. So you can be fed. Now, we're not feeding you no pork chops and no gravy, no rice. You can get that, you, y'all can get that at your own house, ain't there? <laughs> you know, every now and then we can have a little something on the ground. But, you know, no, that's not what we're here for. We're here to feed you what? The truth of the word. So it's a storehouse. Okay? But notice what you said, thy storehouses. You know, your bank account could be storehouse. You don't have more than one account. Right? So, but notice what he said. The Lord should command the blessing the empowerment upon thy storehouse. Why? Because it's something you're doing. You can't, you can't receive if you don't give. That's financially. You got to be a sower. You want your storehouse, so uh, it may not look good at the moment, but I'm trying to tell you, it's not what it looked like physically. See, you're trying to look at your physical storehouse and trying to see well, Pastor, last time I looked at I looked in there this morning, it said minus $20. Well, see, you look at the wrong storehouse. You're looking at yours. His storehouse is filled with abundance. You make withdrawal by what you say. Hmm? Let me say it again. You make withdrawal by what you say. You're already having it. Oh, I just feel so bad. Well, guess what? You made a withdrawal. You made a withdrawal. I feel so bad. 
Hmm? We already know you feel bad, so what about, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I got joy in my bones. Glory. My Baptist voice almost came out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you see it? No, your words put you in a place to activate. Okay? Now watch this. Keep going. Uh, oh, ho, ho, ho. He said, the Lord commanded the blessing upon thy storehouses and in all that you set your hand unto. Think about that for a moment. All that you set your hand to will be blessed, will prosper. See, we don't, he said, well, why I don't have, but you don't believe for it. You don't have the mindset for it. You know what the scripture says. But are you, willing to, are you willing to activate it? See, this is what this is the result of being justified by faith. It's just because you are, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. You have to use your mouth. And that's what the enemy is against. He's against how you see things. He's, a, he's trying to project what you see, how you hear, and how you feel. And he wants you to speak how you see, how you feel, how you hear. He don't want you to speak in light of the word of God, indicative of how you feel and how you see. No, he wants you to speak in light of. I'm just keeping it real, Pastor. No, you're just real carnal. Follow what I'm saying? We got to get out of that carnality. Because, see, carnal is this. I'm already that way. I'm all, I already feel like that. I'm already looking like that. So I don't need to call for what is. I need to call for what I don't have. Hmm? Because I got a right to it. Right? Okay. So the Lord, notice it. It said the Lord should command. The Lord should command. The empowerment upon your storehouses. <coughs> Excuse, but you got to have the right mindset. You're not going to command the, the blessing on your storehouse and you're still not thinking in the light of his ways. Next verse. The Lord shall establish thee. That's what he's doing right here. A holy people unto himself. That's why he want to command the blessing upon because he's establishing a holy people, not the way you dress. Well, I got you know I'm going to church. Can't have no makeup on. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Or you know you got them pants on. Are you ladies with them pants on? Y'all not holy? <laughs> right? Is that what, is but see, they try to use something that was, you know, I mean, when you look at it, all of us is unholy with pants on because they had roles for men and women. The way you determine which was which, the ladies was longer than the men. But we don't live in an Eastern culture. We live in a Western. 
I need to get my big white horse. Shoot, now I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be out of order then. <laughs> Park my horse outside. Oh yeah. But I mean, think about it. He said. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself. We use all the outward extremities to say what holy look like. Your hair got to be a certain way. You got to have long sleeves on. Well, you know, you need to have long sleeves because of the, the weather. But if it's 105 degrees or if it's 90 degrees, I'm not having no... I mean, you know, I wear long sleeve shirts outside because one thing I learned, like the old people, it keep you cool. But just to say I'm going to have a long sleeve shirt on, just to say I'm holy. Boy, if I if just wearing a long sleeve shirt that may say I'm holy, then I tell you what, everybody should be, a lot of people should be holy. Right? Huh? Look about it. Look. <laughs> so what is our holiness? Our holiness is to be like Christ. When you speak like him, when you stand like him, when I mean stand on the word like him, you hold it. That's all it is. That's what it is. Now you hold it. That holding me, you sanctify, you've been set apart to show that, hey, I belong to the Lord. Because I take the Lord's side. I stand with the Lord. I say, well, who you stand with? I stand with the Lord. Now you hold it. That's what that is. Don't let nobody put y'all in a uh, uh, headlock and talk about, well, you know, you got that jewelry on. If y'all don't think y'all put a half jewelry, bring all y'all jewelry to me. I'll take it. <laughs> me and my wife, we'll wear it. They said, that among holy people go, y'all say what you want because I know the definition of holiness. Then I'm going to have to shake it a little bit, you know. All right, don't y'all send me no ugly note on Facebook now. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just messing around. <laughs> but look at this. Say, the Lord shall establish the holy people unto himself as he swore unto thee, if thou will do what? But because Jesus has kept the commandment of the Lord thy God and walked in his way. Not because I did, but Jesus did. Right? I'm just a receiver of it, of what he did. That's what you and I, we are receivers of what Jesus already done. You don't have to try to. And that's a sad part today. You still got churches trying to live by the law, trying to live legalistic. They're they so legalistic, it's just like, it, it, they don't even look real. I'm telling you. It just, 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 ugh, glory. Keep going, Casey. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art what? Called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Why? Because they're going to see what's on you. Keep going. And the Lord shall make thee what? Plenteous. Who going to make you plenteous? Well, we, what we've been trying to do, we've been trying to make our own self plenteous and good. I didn't say you shouldn't have a job. But we should be trying to make our own self plenteous. Let the Lord give you the job he wants you to have. Hmm? Yeah. 
because that way you have great influence. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous and good in the fruit of your body. Wow. In the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of the ground, in the fruit of your land. And where, I notice it, the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. He will make you what? Plenteous and good. Not in pain. Not in weariness. In good. Everybody say good. Yeah, so y'all don't even know how to say it. Plenty say, plenty, say the Lord is make, has made me plenteous in his goods, in the fruit of my body. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you, man, you know, your body need to, your body will respond to your word. Every cell in your body will respond to the word of God. Why? Because God created it. Next verse. And the Lord shall open unto thee, what? His good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Now, some people have taken this and say, well, the Lord, you know, he wants us to lend, but he don't want us to borrow. It's a sin to borrow. Well, if it's a sin to borrow, it's a, it should be a sin to, uh, to lend it. If it, you, you making the borrow, making the, uh, what is it, the, the lender making the borrower sin. Right? That's not what it's saying. It's just simply saying you should be in position to be the lender. Hmm? You should be in a position to give out. But we as the body of Christ have not really took that to heart. The Lord needs you and I to have plenty of financial resources. Not that you need it all for yourself. But that you're able to distribute when God needs you to distribute it in a manner that he has need of. That's the key. The key is, is being in a position that I can do what? Be a blessing, you know, to whomever God chooses to have me. You know why? Because you got it. But you can't be a blessing if you don't have it. Right? Yeah. But it start where you are. It start where you are. He said, notice this. He will bless the works of your hand, and you shall lend them in the nations and not borrow. Keep going, uh, Casey. And the Lord shall make thee, what? The head and not the tail. You may go on a job. You may move in somewhere. You may be the tail on that job when you go in. It may not look that well. But you already know the Lord made you the head. Now, you don't have to go there and act like it. Right? You lose the job as soon as you even got good, get your foot in the door good. No. He said, notice this, and thou shall be above only and thou shall not be beneath. If thou hearken to the voice, well, it's because Jesus hearkened to the voice of his commandment of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So I can only do these things. I can only be the head and not to tell because of what Jesus did for me. 
Not what you're doing for yourself. When you try to stress to keep the law, you can't. Now, look at verse 15 for a moment. I know we got one more verse 14, but I read all of these to give you the blessing that belongs to you and I. But I'm not going to read all the curse. I just want to show them to you. It says, but if you, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, meaning this, if you have not received Jesus as the Lord, as the Savior of your life, and to observe his commandment, notice this, which I command this day, then all these curses will come upon thee. Now what I did in my, in my mindset, I took a line and drew it in my mind and put Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Because some of these I'm getting ready to read, you and I have been redeemed, but guess what? But because of a lack of understanding, remember, I'm using uh, 2 Peter 2, 1, grace and peace is multiplied to you and I through the knowledge of God. If you don't have the knowledge of God, grace and peace can't be multiplied. You'll just think that, well, uh, the doctors say, well, high blood pressure running my family. Diabetes running my family. Cancer of the liver, it runs in my family. Baldness, it runs in my family. Uh, I'm just trying to say, you ain't got to accept all that. Right? I only got one right. One word, everybody is just, mm-hmm. just because something may run a trail in your family, line, vintage, or what your lineage line, it doesn't mean you have to accept it now that you're the child of God. If you just take the doctor's report to be the final report, well, guess what? Well, now the word don't have anything to fight for. You don't have any, you're not giving God anything to, 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 to change your mindset about. Because you've already accepted status quo. Well, we're going to always be broke. <laughs> huh? Things so high right now, I don't know how we're gonna make it. I couldn't, we couldn't make it. We couldn't make it when bread was a dollar fifty-five. Now that bread is two dollars, how are we gonna make it? We're gonna have to try to buy us a half a loaf of bread now. You know they used to make the little short loaf of bread. You remember that? They still make that? Yeah, they used to make a little short loaf of bread. You know, you know, you used to have that sunbeam. You remember that? And then they had the little short loaf. I forget some of y'all so young, y'all don't know. Y'all, y'all, y'all just bless y'all darling heart. But that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So look at this here. Like my son in the military took his daughter. He took his daughter to a, a phone booth. And she, she said, Daddy, what this is? <laughs> 
I'd have been there and said, honey, that's when you go in one way and come out another man. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Casey, go to chapter, verse 20. Give you a couple of these and we'll move on. Of uh, same chapter. So what am I doing? I'm sending you, I'm showing you the curses. Okay, I'm showing you the curses. You've been delivered from this. But these things can still come if you don't make a stand as the righteousness of God. I mean, just because something happens to you, just because something comes up on you, doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Right? So notice he said, the Lord should sin. And it says, the Lord should sin. It's not really the Lord. It's your disobedience sinning. Hmm? It would be just like if I went and ran the red light over there. Man, the light, the light just turned red on me. No, that light is there for a purpose. The light didn't cause you to have an accident. And I don't know about y'all, when you, you know, driving lately, you know, you got to sit there and actually when we, when I was in, when I was in working for Arkin, they trained us to take 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Y'all remember that? Yeah. And they said 1,004. Before you take off. Because if you don't, I mean, today, I see people blatantly running that light. And it's just like, thank God, all that stuff I learned in safety, I didn't realize, and that was a state trooper taught us that. I didn't realize all that stuff would come into play, but that stuff come into place is just like, oh my God. I mean, they're just blatantly. Okay? So y'all be mindful of that. All right? Now notice this. The Lord should do what? He said, sin upon thee, cursing, vexation, and rebuke, and all that thou settest thine hand unto do, until thou be destroyed, until you perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doing, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Keep going. The Lord should make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until you have been consumed from off the land, whether thou goest to possess. This is, the, this is what happened to Egypt. Keep going. The Lord shall smite thee with consumptions and with fever and with inflammation and with extreme burning. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's what, uh, uh, you know, but extreme burning. Maybe in the sun too long. With, you know, with uh, a sword, with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue, pursue thee until thou perish. Next verse, Casey. And the heaven over your head shall be brass, and the earth that is under your feet shall be iron. Keep going. And the Lord shall make the rain of thy land like powder from dust, and from uh, heaven shall come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. Look at verse 27 for a moment. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt. Y'all know what the botch is? Balls. And with emerald. And with scabs. And with the itch. Whereof you cannot be healed. 
The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and, and the astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday, blind, groping in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in the way, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spar evermore, and no man shall save thee. Isn't that something? And thou shalt uh, bethrought a wife, and another man shall lie with her, and thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein, thou shalt plant a vineyard, thou shalt... You get my point right here, right? Now, here's the point that I want you to see in all of this. Jesus has already wrought, put Galatians 3.13, Jesus has already wrought all of this. Now, there are so many, there are 30 other verses of this. I don't need to go through all of this, but I just picked out some of these to show you why. Because you and I got to recognize what you have a right to. Because if you don't recognize it, you will think some of the things that's happening to you is because it's a punishment. It's a judgment. It's because I did this. It's because I've done that. This is not based on you. Your right standing with God is not based on you. It's based on what Jesus did for you. Amen? Notice this. Christ has what? Redeemed us where? From the curse of the law. That means everything that I showed you. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So you've been redeemed from the curse. You have no need to be concerned about these things coming upon you. If something tries to happen in your family, I don't care. What if an uh, asthma attack, an uh, anxiety attack, uh, being weary, whatever, you are the one that need to say, get off of me in the name of Jesus. Take your authority. If you don't learn to do that, then you're going to always be subject to someone else, looking to someone else to try to, get, to try to help you out. Huh? Well, any questions on this? Everybody understand what I'm saying? Alabama, you understand what I'm saying? Alabama. Amen. All right. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for a minute. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. Go to Romans chapter 4 and look at verse 17. We'll close with this. Now watch how God brought Abraham to the place. It says, as it is written, I made thee a father of many nations. He don't have no child. He don't have nothing. But God said, I made thee. It said, before him whom he what? Believe. God is always speaking things to you. There are some things that I probably spoke to you this morning. You probably don't even yet fully believe. You know that is there. But it is God by his word through the power of the Holy Spirit. He will get you there. But notice this. Faith comes by how? 
hearing and hearing and hearing until understanding of the word comes. So you have to keep hearing the same word until understanding comes. Right? So he said, as I have made thee the father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who did what? Quicken. What's another word for the word quicken? Make alive. So how did God quicken? How did God make alive? See, the entrance of his word does what? Give light. When you see what's in God's hand, when you see it's God going to do, he just needs your agreement. Then the entrance of God's word gave him light. It gave him understanding. It wasn't what Abraham was going to do. It was God was going to do. But God needed Abraham to receive what it was that he was saying. I made you a father of many nations. Hmm? Who call it those things that be not as though what? See, I didn't get that. See, that didn't come from me. That didn't come from any word of faith. To you. That came from God. God is one that called those things that be not as though they were. So if you got a sickness in your body, you need to say to your body, uh, well, what is that thing that they say when you're over 60 years old? What do they call it? Or something? Respiratory? Uh, what do you call that? Aura, aura, RSV. Respiratory system, whatever. And there's people over 60. No, you see, you don't let nobody speak that over you. Man, I ain't even 60 yet, but I can still, I can feel it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Huh. So, so see, I, I'm not receiving none of that. I'm just trying to show you if you don't take the Lord's side, you're going to find yourself as a righteous of God and you're going to be in the grave before your time. You're going to heaven, but the thing God purposed for your life, you left it behind. Now somebody else got to pick it up, but they can't do it like you do it. Because you have taken the side of a, a germ, a disease that God has turned off from you. Oh, you, you okay, hold up. Exodus 23, 25. And we'll come right back to this. And, he, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall do what? Bless what? He shall bless your bread and your water. I mean, whatever it is you eat. You know, I mean, you can eat your little, your little booty, your booty and a little, and your little chicken crackling. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Or you, or you get, you know, don't, don't mess with the church of fried chicken now. Don't mess with that. And that's not in that, okay? 
And brother said, getting back that UPS, he said, Pastor, I get in that corner. Nobody can't see me. And I devour. <laughs> I like that. I give me a seat on the side. So you sit on that side and I sit on this side. And let's just devour it. <laughs> Notice this. He said, and you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread and your water. And what? What does he say right there? Come on, talk to me. I will what? I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. The word take means turn off. In the Hebrew, it means to turn off. I will turn it off from you. But it's not going to happen because you are the righteous. It's going to happen because the righteous put a voice on it and say, this shall not come upon me. No evil shall befall me. Now it's turned off. It's activated. Right? I got a water spigot outside, right? What if, it's, what if I left it on? Got a bill, right? But if I turn it off, yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you, you got to keep that thing turned off from you, but you're doing it with words. I don't care what your symptoms are. He said he will bless my bread and water and he will take sickness away from me. And that word take me has already been turned off. So in the name of Jesus, I claim my healing. Body, I command you to respond to the word of God. Hmm? Respiratory system, you be open in the name of Jesus. Tell your lungs, exercise your lungs. Take deep breath, hold it in for 10 seconds. And let it out slowly. What are you doing? You're exercising your lungs. You're strengthening your lungs. Get it up there till you can get it a minute. And then let it out. What are you doing? You're exercising. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? You keep yourself from panicking. Slow yourself down. And call quoting the word. You can't quote the word. By that time, he gone. You find yourself breathing easy. Right? In another case, in Psalm 103, I mean, uh, 107, 20. I really want y'all to apply these scriptures to your life. Every day. Now, don't wait till a crisis take place. You are quoting this now because I'm keeping, keeping the crisis off my life. I'm not waiting till a crisis to come because when the crisis show up, you're not in faith. You're in desperation. He sent his word. You see that? He already sent it. So if he sent it, what is my part? To receive it, right? 
So he sent his word and what? Heal them. That's what the word. So in order for you to be healed, we can say that God calleth those things that be not as though they were. That's what we read in Romans 4, 17. I'm showing you how this works. And delivered them from their destruction. That destruction from an early grave. Yeah. Y'all receive that? Okay, Casey, go back to Romans 4 and let's close up with this. So now notice verse 18 of Romans 4. Who against what? Hope. He believed in hope. That means he didn't have no physical hope, no natural hope, but he found hope in the word of God. That's what you and I do. We don't have no physical hope sometimes because of our physical condition. It don't give me no hope. It don't give me no confidence. It'll put me in a place of being more weary. It don't look like he's getting better. It don't look like it's changing. But you have hope. You believe in hope, meaning the word itself will give you, and when you quote the scripture, it gives you a desire to expect what God had promised God is able to perform. that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Next verse, uh, Casey. And be not weak where? In faith. Meaning, I'm, my faith, I'm not weak in the one I believe. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's what you got to get to. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. What am I doing? I'm making the word of God on healing, on prosperity, on peace, on victory, whatever. I'm making the word of God the final authority. This is my stance. This is my stance on the word of God. Hmm? Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Notice it says now dead. That means he got strengthened. What strengthened him? The word of the Lord. Trusting God at his word. When he was about 100 years old, man, he had a reason. He had a reason to have weak faith. Who's going to have a baby at 100 years old? Huh? Is that right? She got her chair over there and I got mine over here. Huh? I got my grocery right here. She got her grocery over there. Ain't nobody getting up for nothing. Is that right? But look what he said. Look at the, look at verse, the next verse. He staggered not at the promise of of God. Through what? Unbelief. He did what? He staggered not. When does it come? When does it become unbelief? When God has made known what is in his hand, you refuse to act on it. 
See, it's all right to have doubt because you're not sure. You may have never seen that. It may have never happened to you. But unbelief is you know what it says. It's been revealed to you. And you refuse to act on it. That's the difference between doubt and unbelief. So he said, he did not stagger at the promise of God. Notice this. It wasn't a promise of his. It wasn't, you know, worry promising Esther. I'm, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 buy you this new car. He may have good intentions. But what if something come up, worry can't fulfill this problem? But what if God said, Esther, I'm going to give you this new Mercedes. Hmm? God can't lie. The word of the Lord won't be held back. God will do what he said. But do you and I have the mindset to shift, change gears as the righteousness of God and know that I'm not doing anything to make this happen. This is what God said he would do. Not if I did this. No, this is what he said he would do. So I'm going to stay as I am. I believe what he says. All right, Lord, I'm fully persuaded that what you promise, you can bring to pass. And you keep on going about your business. You don't go there and try to get the Mercedes yourself. Are y'all out there? You're going home. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was what? Strong in faith, giving what? Glory to God. That's when you know that you believe, you receive, you start giving glory to God. Before you see the answer, before it manifests in your hand, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. I mean, all your divorce of your feelings, divorce of reasoning, the reports you got, you have no business lifting your hand. You have no business rejoicing, but you know your God. You know his word can't fail. If anything can change, it will be through him. Right? And then finally, the last verse. And being fully persuaded that God, I mean being fully persuaded that what God has, what? Promise, who's able to perform. Notice he didn't say anything about you. It's what God had promised. This is what always keep me in faith. If God promised it, then God is able to perform it. Now, I have my part, whatever that is he tell me to act on, but to bring it to pass, it's going to be God. And that's sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, is where we don't have, we won't allow patience to take our place. We won't allow God to reveal to us how to go about accomplishing that. We just hear the promise and we just, boom, go do it. No, let him show you how to bring this to pass. Amen.